Hey, this is where it starts. Welcome to the third episode of Rideshare Tactics. I'm your host, Aaron Everly, and I'm podcasting from my daughter's elementary school. I was just out here playing a little basketball, getting some fresh air, and boy, don't we all need a little bit of fresh air sometimes. Okay, there's a lot to talk about on this podcast. And we're going to start with um, DoorDash. We're going to talk a little bit about DoorDash. We're going to talk a little bit about Postmates. And we're going to talk about Tesla and Uber and artificial intelligence. Okay? Because all that, sh- all that stuff is coming to us. It's all coming. It's all down, down the line. And it's, it'll be here as soon as you know it. Also... I was scammed this weekend, and I want to tell you, I feel like an idiot, all right? But I'm not ashamed to tell you. I want to share what exactly happened and what you should expect or what you could expect if uh, a scammer calls you during, before, or after a ride. So... Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back. This is Rideshare Tactics, episode three. Thanks for tuning in again. And I just want to clarify a few things. You're going to notice a difference in the sound quality of each podcast. Um, This week I'm running this podcast through my phone. I'm experimenting with different podcasting techniques. So um, bear with me as I try to figure things out. Anyways, moving on to the news. There's an article out from Gizmodo, and it's saying that DoorDash um, will just screw you over to your face now, uh, which was interesting. Uh, First of all, before we start on this article, I just want to make it known that I do appreciate DoorDash. And I appreciate all these companies like Postmates and Grubhub, right? They're, they're creating opportunities for a lot of people. Um, however, I think the ball is in their court to remain ethical and ensure um, stability uh, within their workforce, if that makes sense at all. Um, they have a big responsibility to um, take care of those that take care of them. So, anyways, moving on to the news. So this article from Gizmodo um, saying that DoorDash is going to screw you over to your face is pretty much accurate. 
Um, a few months ago, DoorDash came under some heat about their guaranteed minimum and um, not giving tips, not allowing tips to filter through their to their uh, dashers. Um, and uh, when confronted, uh, pretty much the CEO says, "Hey, we're we're going to keep our." Uh, guaranteed minimum as it is and but we're going to also offer some uh, benefits anyways T- CEO Tony Shu XU that's how you pronounce that Shu um, said it plans to introduce greater transparency about wage breakdowns but the pay model will remain the same um, and as I explained last week it's if the guaranteed minimum is ten dollars, and the somebody tips you five dollars, you don't get fifteen dollars. You still just get ten dollars. So the tip just fills in the remaining balance. DoorDash pays five, and the tip fills in the rest of the five, which is the ten dollar minimum. Anyways, Shu added that among the company's new initiatives are better earnings for deliveries of longer distances. Closer deliveries to Dasher's proximity, um, reduced wait times, and occupational accident insurance for some injuries suffered on the job. Um, yeah, and about that, all these all these new initiatives still don't fix the, the tip situation. Okay, and and I really don't understand what the hell uh, they're not even being transparent with. Um, their occupational insurance for some injuries, right? That's the big word is some injuries. And they're really not clear on what injuries. So it's something to consider um, while you're still working for DoorDash. I still, I don't work for DoorDash, work with them anymore because of their, um, their tipping practices, their, um, non-transparent payment practices if that makes sense um yeah there's this it's it just doesn't seem ethical not to allow riders to receive their tips or i'm sorry dashers to get their tips so yeah he never answered any questions he just said hey never mind about that um, just focus on all this new, st- all these new initiatives that we're doing. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, these are things that aren't even ish- an issue, I believe, from the people that I've talked about. I've talked to. Um, the biggest thing is the uh, the practices as as far as compensation, um, the lack of transparency with that. So, uh, a solution for this, for any, any dashers out there, um, is just to really seriously think about who you're working for and maybe, you know, considering other options um, instead of DoorDash. You have that to, with you. Again, DoorDash is the best paying uh, delivery company. 100% they're the best paying company 
between Uber, Grubhub, Postmates, and all of them combined. But the whole tipping thing, I have a serious problem with. Um, now, for those, if, for any listeners out there that are that order from the platform, um, what you can do is tip in cash. Tip in cash and uh, make this more pleasant for the dashers um, and also um, ensure DoorDash is out there. Um, keep it, it, It's just, a, it's just a, something that will keep DoorDash in check if you tip in cash. And of course, everybody appreciates the cash tip. Other than that, let's get on to Postmates. All right, now let's get into that Postmates ass. All right, again, first of all, Postmates, great company, great opportunity for anybody, uh, for extra income for anybody looking for it. Um, Just overall great opportunity. However, I'm not a big fan of their compensation. It's really low. Also, it seems like there's too many steps to pick up an order. For example, you got to check your phone, you got to check off each item, you got to, there's all these little instructions you got to read off of, and um, you have to, you have to have your card, use use that to pay for the order, and all this, while all this is going on, you're like hoping and praying that you're not getting a parking ticket, all right? When it comes down to it, all these Postmates and all these delivery services, there's always the issue of parking. There's always the issue of like, oh my God, I'm, this order's taking forever. I'm wasting my time standing around 5 to 10, 15 minutes. I hope I don't get a parking ticket. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Postmates, really, too many steps um, as far as you know, picking up deliveries with them. But in the news, this one's coming from Gizmodo again. Um, Postmates workers are exploiting the platform against itself, and it's sort of similar to what Uber drivers were doing in uh, Washington, D.C. Anyways, a couple of months ago, Postmates changed its pay structure, reducing payout for delivery partners, and as one can imagine, this pissed off workers. And I can imagine because it was already low pay to begin with, and if it's being reduced more, that pretty much sucks. The pay reduction resulted in some drivers organizing along with worker groups like Working Washington. Great group, great group. I found them online, um, and I'm following them on Facebook. I recommend that you guys do that too. So, um, people joined groups like Working Washington, to find a way to turn the app-based Blitz, a.k.a. Turn for Surge, against itself, and they called it Blitz Up. Blitz Up. So the idea is for workers to come together and promise each other that they will reject jobs which are not in Blitz mode for a day of action. Doing this would force more or all jobs into blitz mode and therefore pay more. Ah, ultimately, the blitz up hopes to achieve a guaranteed six dollar 
per delivery and for the company to begin paying for vehicle expenses and dead mileage between jobs. And if you don't know what dead mileage is, it sucks. It's pretty much the mileage that you're not getting paid for, which is uh, crazy. Um, for example, the mileage between the request and pickup, right? You don't get paid no matter how far it is. If it's one to five miles, you don't get paid driving to the pickup uh, spot. You only get paid from pickup to delivery, which is which is crap, man. Why aren't drivers getting paid from at the time of the request, wherever they are, to f however five miles out. They should be getting paid for that in-between mileage, and it's not fair in my mind. I've had that happen to me with Uber Eats. I've driven like eight miles out to pick up a, an order and then drive two miles to the order spot and only get paid for that two miles. I mean, I, this, again, it's, I, don't, I believe it's not ethical. Uh, to not pay drivers for that distance driven to pick up an order for a customer. I'm just saying, that's me. There's people out there that might disagree, but, I mean, if you're on the clock, you're on the clock. Um, and with this Blitz Up thing, it's it really shouldn't be a big issue if they, all they want is $6 per delivery. And there's, I mean, it sounds reasonable to me. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I, I would really like to see more organizing um, between people on each platform. That would be really cool if um, more workers connected and became more active and started taking control of the platform. Um, yeah, I'm digging it. <laughs> All right, getting on to the next item. This is coming from TechCrunch. This is all about Postmates again. All about Postmates. Um, they're really pushing the envelope, trying to go autonomous. Postmates is boosting autonomous delivery efforts. Okay. Postmates has hired Apple veteran Ken Cosienda as a principal software engineer at Postmates X or 10, I'm not sure. You know how some people say iPhone X, iPhone 10, you know? I know every, I know it's iPhone 10. It's, is it Roman numeral, right? I'm not sure if this is Postmates X or Postmates, Postmates 10, but I'm just gonna go with X. Anyways, it's, it's very small. It does, I, should, I shouldn't even got off on that. The team spearheading the company's semi-autonomous sidewalk rover. So they got it. They got uh, an Apple um, Pro on it, Ken Cosienda. He's uh, going to be running things over there at Postmates X. Uh, late last year, Postmates unveiled their sidewalk roving robot named Serve. And the company had planned to roll out the bots this year, though no pilots have been announced. <clears throat> though... <clears throat> Excuse me. Though this article goes further into the design process and build specifications, for example, 
they are working on expressions and making it socially intelligent. The article added, and I quote, the, purp the purpose of Postmates' incoming fleet of rovers is not to eliminate the role of human drivers, but to make their routes more efficient. Ah, that's a quote. It, it, I really don't believe that. You know, and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say, you know, maybe Postmates really doesn't, maybe, they really don't want to give, you know, they don't want to remove their fleet. But, you know, um, I think the writing's on the wall um, where all these companies are going and pushing the whole AI thing. Um, they can say all they want that they're not trying to eliminate the role of human drivers. But, um, yeah, the, the writing's on the wall. <clears throat> but again, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but again, keep that in the back of your mind. Um, not everything is what it seems. Um, and you'd, you'd be a damn fool to believe it 100% that they're not trying to remove you, okay? Um I mean, let's look at history. The horse was removed, and I, you know, these are probably bad examples, but let's look at it. The horse was removed. Everything, efficiency is king, okay? <laughs> that's what I'm just, that's what I'm trying to say. Efficiency is king. Uh, the horse was removed. Typewriter was removed. Um, yeah, burger flippers are going to be removed soon. I mean, so everything... When it comes down to it, when they say they're trying to um, do things more efficient, uh, just remember there's going to be some um, adjustments. And the most convenient adjustment is the human workforce. Um, anyways, so just understand this. Postmates is valued at nearly $2 billion, and they're lining up for an IPO later this year. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking for big money, more investment to uh, excel in this industry. Um, yeah, they're, I, I believe, to be honest, I believe that they're laser-focused on eliminating human delivery partners um you know that that means people on the road not necessarily the engineers um that's what i'm just got that's what i'm gathering from this but the good news is though once you've been replaced out there uh there's always always dog walking like i really can't see robots replacing those guys anyways moving on let's get on to other news okay everyone i'm gonna do my best to get you the most relevant news most important news out there and some of you might not agree adding tesla but i think tesla plays an important part of this rideshare gig economy uh, community. Or at least, if they don't right now, they will very soon. 
Um, th this next article I found, um, Tesla is planning on a robot rollout, all right? Uh, and as you know, there's a battle. Let's focus on more, get away from the delivery um, side and moving more onto the rideshare side. Uh, there's a battle for transportation dominance going on right now. There's a huge push for automated driving. Uh, this sort of relates to um, the delivery partners out there. Anyways, Tesla CEO Elon Musk earlier this year promised to roll out 1 million capable robo-taxis by late 2020. It's just next year, guys. Just next year. All right, time moves fast. We're already almost done with July. It's crazy. Tesla looks to launch a network of human-driven rideshare competitors before the robo-taxi robo rollout, uh, with the end goal still of a fully autonomous fleet. All right, they're still focused on the end goal. And you got to give Tesla respect, okay? You can't really hate on them because um, though they really just want to go autonomous, they're making it known, right? They're not hiding it. They're not uh, trying to get investors and saying, yes, we really care about our people fleet. And no, they're just straight up telling you, hey, we, we uh, want to eliminate human drivers and just have our cars, our car network navigating the roads right so you got to give tesla some respect i believe anyways uh before they do that um yeah they want before they go fully autonomous uh they believe it's best to have a vehicle under human supervision which makes sense because it gives you gives them the opportunity to work out bugs right um the car would run on autopilot though Right, and then the car would get real. The network would get real world practice, um, and they could engineer. The engineers could work their magic to uh, fix any issues, which makes sense. You you'd really want to go human supervision before you release the autonomous fleet. All right, but there's an issue. Uh, Tesla faces regulatory approval by governments and resistance from lobbies and automakers, which makes sense. They're a huge target um, right now. Trying to these guys are trying to slow Tesla down. Uh, no, ta no doubt Tesla and autonomous driving faces what I believe at least three to five three to five years um, of trying to prove itself. Um, but I do have um, issues with the whole autonomous thing, and I believe, I hope at least Tesla's considering these things. Um, yeah, we, how, how would the express lanes work, right? So here in Seattle, uh, there's express lanes that are two-person uh, vehicle. I'm sorry, like two plus people in a vehicle, sometimes three. Um, so if somebody's taking a robo-taxi, uh, it's just them in the car, right? So it's just one person. So they would essentially be stuck in uh, general population 
traffic lanes instead of they couldn't wouldn't be able to use their express lane which is um how how would that work as just one question also uh weather uh tesla does great when it's dry and sunny um and of course you know with a little bit of rain they're, they're fine too but what about snow uh tesla has been known to have problems in the snow for example the the autonomous system cannot recognize cannot differentiate uh the lanes uh if there's snow on the ground because you know it's white so they've had uh problems there also flat tires what do you do if a test or your autonomous car gets a flat tire uh, you expect the customer to change the tire and it's like wait times that type of thing what do you do there robberies just think of this like a stagecoach robbery one guy jumps in front of the horse another guy comes around or two guys come around and say hey give me your money same thing like one guy jumps in front of the car says hey stop the car car stops the car's not going to keep going car's going to stop uh two guys come from the side two one guys come come from the side and knock on the window maybe break the window uh give me your money right super easy so how do you eliminate eliminate or prevent that issue terrorism well that's a huge one right there so you put a dummy gets in the car right somebody puts a dummy a uh, human being a dummy not a, not a real dummy but you know a dummy dummy in the car or even just like a box in the car blows up a building these are the type of things that Tesla is going to have a real big problem with, um, especially the terrorism thing. Um, but anyways, those are just my questions, and um, I, I feel like they have a long way to go. I really don't see them rolling it out uh, by 2020. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. But again, you, uh, you rideshare drivers out there, um, just keep that in mind that you know eventually you're going to be replaced. And with that, we're going to get on to the next article. All right, this next article is from AI Daily. And it's saying that Uber buys an AI firm. Mighty AI, which is a computer vision startup. Computer vision, if you don't know, and it's self-explanatory, but for, you know, People out there like myself, you need to broke. You sort of need it broken down. I get it. I've been there. But computer vision is a technology. is essentially a scientific field that is focused on teaching computers to automate the human visual system. Yeah. Good luck with the parallax effects. Effect. Uh, anyways, yeah. It's, I should. I should give it more respect. Actually. But uh, there's more in-depth functions, but that's basically what it is. Sort of self-explanatory. Um, but if you're like me, again, you need, you need stuff broken down. Anyways, this purchase should truly enhance and accelerate Uber's algorithms and machine learning solutions, which they already have some advanced teams working on. Uber has been working on self-driving technology for some years. They've, they've sort of slowed it down, but then they're starting to pick it up again. Um, and, and this purchase shows that they are still 
committed to the technology. They're still committed to the technology. All right, guys? Or guys and gals or whoever's listening. (laughs) They're still connected or they're still committed to AI technology. All right? Some of Mighty AI's clients included Microsoft, Intel, and Samsung. So they're... They're, it's a, they're a big player, and um, Uber just bought them. And my take is pretty much just know what's coming. Know what's coming. Artificial intelligence. Automation. Okay? Um, know, what's, know, know what the writing's on the wall. Know what's coming. Um, get your money while you can. Earn that living while you can, or uh, transition careers while you can, um, because in time, maybe not tomorrow or next year, but in time, um, drivers will will be irrelevant. Right? It's all going to be robots driving uh, driving people around, just like taxi drivers are now, you know, disappearing and um, having to find new jobs. Uh, So will the Uber driver and the Lyft driver. Um, Know it's coming and know that you will be replaced. That's just the way of the world and the way of efficiency. And that brings me to a big topic um, yeah, I was almost scammed. Let's talk about that. So I was almost scammed. I was almost scammed. Well, I was more scammed than almost. But still, I didn't lose any money. I didn't lose any social security numbers. All they got was my phone number. But basically, this is how it happened. On Sunday, and it makes sense that it would be on a Sunday because... What's next? What's the next day? Monday and Tuesdays or whatever. Monday and Tuesdays are usually people's paydays. So it would make perfect sense for them to be calling people near the end of the day, trying to get people to switch their bank accounts and get change the banking account information or whatever. Um, but here's what happened. On Sunday, I, ha- I got a pickup request from Mary. All right, And just keep, in- keep this in mind. The request was not at a specific address. It was like in the mid, the pen itself was in the middle of a building. There was no body location where to find the rider. And that, you know, that's normal sometimes, but the pen location was in the middle of a building, but the pickup point wasn't specific. It didn't say, hey, pick up on 4th Street or 2nd Street, right? It didn't have a street name. It said downtown Seattle with the pin number, with the pin location in the middle of a building. That's important. So as I made, as I uh, dropped off one customer, um, I got the ride request um, while I was um, dropping off another customer. So I drop off the one customer, then I started to make my way to uh, pick up the quote-unquote Mary, right? So two minutes before my arrival, I received a phone call from a guy claiming to be with Uber. 
And this is key because usually whenever you receive phone calls any from anything or anyone in the platform, it's all there's always like that one automated voice saying, hey, this is a ride from your passenger or this is Uber. But you'll always receive, if it if it's legit, you'll receive the automated voice recording before. And anyways, Uber will never, ever call you unless like super something really serious, but never about um, getting a, uh, a bonus or... Um, anything financial they never call you please please if you're if you don't listen to anything else in this podcast please listen to this uber just please this is the most important out of this whole podcast all right is just understand that uber will never call you especially if they got a bonus for you share with all your friends tell them let them know uber will never call you unless there's like some legal action against you and and again they'll contact you through the app they'll like uh they won't let you use the platform right they'll say hey take it you know whenever you got to take a selfie of yourself they'll they'll always contact you through the platform first through the messaging system they will never call you first please please take it please listen to this anyways uh, so I received a phone call from him. Um, he claimed that there were, uh, there was an increase of drivers not looking, uh, or increase of complaints by passengers because drivers were not look, didn't look like their profiles. That was his thing. That's, that's what he said to me. I and mean, when he wanted to voice verify that it was me and that should have caught me off guard because you know what Uber doesn't know what my voice is like. Why you need a voice verification? So he asked for my phone number. I said my phone number. Um, then he said, "Okay, I need you to say it clearly and slow." So I said it clearly and slow. And um, yeah, then I was like, "I got to pick this person up." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, you can just uh, cancel, Mary. It was auto- it was just automatically generated." Um, and we just want to thank you for, uh, voice verifying with us and we're going to give you a $200 bonus. Um, we just need you to cancel that ride. So I canceled it and, um, I told him, I'm just, let me park for a second. So I parked and he said, okay, so do you want this? You're going to get a $200 bonus for verifying and also your diamond rated. So he was able to see all my uh information he knew all my information because he requested the ride and i don't know how he requested the ride and was able to see all that and um hack the system that way but yeah these these scammers are able to request rides and not be seen not be identified right so they can pose as a fake person and get away with their scam so he said okay i need you to go into your banking information and put this number in but before i did that i i cashed out um i cashed out my weekly pay and i thought it was suspicious i i I should have never done it but anyways i i uh i feel like an idiot for even talking telling you guys this but um i 
I deleted my um, debit card information and put his new debit card, their account number in, because he said he wanted that I was going to be transferred the $200. So at the moment, I was in a hurry and working and stress and traffic and all this information on the outside coming in is like a huge distraction. So I put, I, I fell for it. I uh, put their number in uh, my debit card and my in, in place of my debit card information. And um, that was that. I was like, I saved it, but I never, I never cashed out using their stuff. So anyways, 30 minutes later, an hour later after I dropped another customer off, I called Uber and that's when they were like, I told them what happened and they, that's when they were like, yeah, you were scammed. We're going to have to put your account on hold and you need to go and change your password and change your email address, password. And anyways, it, was, it took a while to fix it up. But anyways, if you, if you are, li- thank you for listening to that whole thing. Um, it's just know that that's usually how it happens. Um, and if it does happen, it's going to happen on a Sunday. And also, Uber never, ever will call you. If you're going to take one thing, take that. Uber will never call you, especially call you with a bonus or voice verification or anything like that because they don't know what your voice is like. Anyways, I've talked long enough. And with that, let's get on to the creep of the week. Yeah, that's right, folks. This segment is the creep of the week. And you know what? It's really hard to be a creep. And it's really hard to be the creep of the week. There's so many out there. There's so much competition for being creep of the week. Um, you really got to give it to this this creep out of uh, Monroe, Connecticut. Right? This is coming from the New York Post. And it's called, Is That a Gun in Your Pocket? Out of Monroe, Connecticut. Elliot Buenano Andrade is 48 years old. Okay? This dude is 48 years old. Uh, was allegedly caught masturbating in his white, foggy windowed. Allegedly foggy windowed. I just added that. But he was caught masturbating in his white BMW sedan. This is a BMW. It's used for ride sharing. Um, what happened was, inside his car, police found an open case of beer on his right on his passenger side. They then asked him to recite the alphabet, in which he started with D and ended with K, according to the report. And it seems like there was maybe an I and a C missing. Ah, yeah, that sounds really suspicious. Anyways, when police ordered him out of the car, he then reached into his pants. Ah, reached into his pants. Fearing he was reaching for a gun, police officers wrestled him to the ground. And during the struggle, Buenano Andrade yelled that it was a sex toy. It was no gun. It was a sex toy. And he proceeded to pull it out of his underwear. It's a sex toy. He was arrested, then released after posting bond. 
Uber was informed, but has not returned request for comment. So the guy was 48 years old. He was masturbating, allegedly masturbating, in his BMW sedan. BMW, man. This is just sick. This guy should not be masturbating in a car that is shared with many people. That's just disgusting. Hey, and if you heard last week's podcast, I talked about that. Like these rideshare cars are just a haven for bacteria and viruses and a lot of bad stuff. And this guy is like masturbating in there. And uh, that's part of the problem. So this 48-year-old is the creep of the week. Congratulations, Elliot's. Buenano Andrade, you are the Creep of the Week, and you deserve the Creep of the Week title. And moving on. With the negative comes the positive. And with all those writers out there, I love all the writers out there. Um, Though there are a few creepy ones very few creepy ones. There are many, many great ones. Many cool ones, many awesome ones, many nice ones, many normal ones, many weird ones, but still very appreciative of my uh, customers. And it's really hard to make Rider of the Week, but uh, this gentleman uh, out of Seattle, Bill. He has earned the Writer of the Week um, title. And I'll tell you why. Bill told me to use a a certain word. And that's what made him a Writer of the Week. Anyways, Bill is an an executive career advisor and coach. Uh, Bill became the Writer of the Week by sharing some excellent advice which changed how I approach work and pitching my services to others. Uh, This conversation between Bill and I started by me saying, man, it's such an awesome day. It's a great time to be alive. Um, That's usually how I begin my, my conversations and my, you know, how are you doing? You know, that's my response. It's a great time to be alive. He said, why? And I said, Because there's so much opportunity around us. We're living in such a great time where anybody can do anything, be anything. (sighs) Um, Got an itch on my back. I had to scratch it. Couldn't reach. Couldn't reach it. Um, Yeah, I was like, dude, there's so much opportunity around us. We're surrounded by it. And he was like, man. I can really, he, he really appreciated that, right? Um, so I told him what I do. Told him what, you know, I've been on a full-time rideshare. That I'm pursuing other things. And part of my pitch to, uh, for the other career that I'm pursuing was um, the heavy, he, he listened to my pitch and um, he was caught by the word trust in my pitch. Because I'm trying to, build trust in the community. Um, And he recommended that I use authenticity. I love that word. It's so 
so real, authenticity. So, um, impressed. He was impressed and he's like, hey, you need, you, I recommend that you use the word authenticity instead of trust in your pitch. And, you know, I, 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 I was like, I considered it. He's like, you should consider it. Uh, the issue with trust, he said, the issue with trust is when you're trying to convince someone of your services is that trust is, sounds more contractual and not uh, connection or commitment focused. Okay, Contracts can be broken and so too can relationships. Now, authenticity, he said, is real. And it just flows off the tongue. He said it's real. It's something genuine, relationship-focused, right? And the majority of people prefer something that is not artificial. Authenticity is like a marriage without the prenuptial agreement. And with that, Bill, thank you so much um, for that recommendation. And... um, I appreciate your advice, and I will be using your advice. But with that, I'm hoping that other riders and drivers out there will consider how they use words and um, do their best to be more authentic. And with that, let's jump into the product of the week. Yay! So my number one priority for this podcast is, uh, is to be as honest and um, authentic as possible, Um, especially when it comes to promoting or advertising products. I will never um, promote a product that I don't believe in or that I don't use, all right? So everything that I'm promoting and uh, quote-unquote advertising for, um, I use. Um, And this goes with Caltrend leather seats, you know the faux leather seats Um, I have a pair I have a rear and front faux leather seats from Caltrend and I'll tell you what they're the best Um, I got them because I was concerned when I started ride sharing I was concerned that um, I have cloth seats I I'm working at night, I'm concerned about people throwing up or uh, having dirty asses, getting their shit stains on my cloth seats. I didn't want, I didn't want to deal with that. So I had to invest in some uh, leather slash faux leather seats to protect, protect my, the interior of my car. So that's what I did. I have Caltrin faux leather seats in my car. Caltrin seat covers have you covered too. Caltrain produces uh, products uh, that rate high in quality, specifically the I Can't Believe It's Not Leather line, which provides top-tier protection against dirt and grime. They also rank high in durability and provide the highest-grade comfort for your riders. And it's so true because I've given over 6,000 rides using these seats and they are still as new as the day that I uh, 
that I that I bought them. Um, I can't say enough for these seats. Again, like I, I've used them. I've like seated all all any kind of ass that you can imagine has sat in on these these uh, seat covers of mine. These Caltrain seat covers, and uh, yeah, they they're as good as the day I bought them. Uh, you can get these uh, seats at uh, where I got them at CarID.com, CarID.com, or you can just go to Caltrans. Uh, website and get them there as well and with that let's get on to the next one now all right everyone uh this is another important segment of this podcast um i would say it's the second most important part or segment of this podcast uh, besides the scammer one the scammer would be number one the scammer segment would be number one and this Tip of the week is definitely uh, number two. Um, and it all has to do with your health and burnout prevention, okay? If you work, if your work day is like mine, then the majority of it is you sitting on your ass for 8 to 12 hours, sometimes more, which is completely unhealthy and proven by science. Yes, sitting is killing you. As published by Harvard Medical School stated, habitual inactivity raises risks for obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, deep vein thrombosis, which I don't even know what that is, and metabolic syndrome. As drivers, wealth is our health, or health is our wealth. You know what I'm saying. Um, If we get sick, we can't drive, okay? Our health is extremely important, and it's no one's responsibility but ours to take care of it. Uber isn't going to take care of us. It's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. Okay? The rideshare companies that are pimping us out, quote-unquote pimping. Okay, I'm not saying they're pimping us out. I'm just saying, quote-unquote pimping us out. We're being... It, it all... You know what I'm... It all goes into them using us, right? They're pimping us out. Uh, They could give two shits about our health. I'm just being real with you right now. They could give two shits about our health, guys. Uh, And gals. You know, we are easily replaceable cogs in this industry. And until we all realize that, uh, we're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Um... With Uber, there's, like, so this is what gets me. With Uber, there's education perks, right? Um, there's all these perks. Uber gives you all these perks, uh, but they're all designed uh, to keep you driving, right? None of the perks are. One moment, I have to adjust. Have to adjust here. So Uber's perks, uh, they're, they're designed to keep you driving, right? Even the education perks. Um, the education perks are they're focused on speaking English, right? For, for uh, foreigners with not so good English. 
they only offer two classes. It's English and business. It's not even like a business uh, education. It's a self-employed entrepreneur business course at Arizona State University. Right? They only offer those two things. And the other perks they offer are uh, like oil changes and automotive part supplies, like Uber and Lyft, right? They're all focused on to keep you on the road. Um, it, it's it's complete. It makes no sense at all. Why, if if I was Uber, I would be provide getting like drivers programming disease or programming degrees and a civil engineering. Like, why wouldn't you want? your drivers to be civil engineers, right? You send them to civil engineering school or politics or whatever to keep your company uh, to design these, design cities around your company. Like, that's what I would do if I was Uber. I would be sending people to school for more legitimate degrees instead of learning how to speak English and... um how to be self-employed, right? Does that make sense? I hope it does. I really hope it does. Uh, if, if they really cared about the health of us, getting back on the health of, uh, of, of all, all, all us drivers, if they really cared about their partner drivers, they would give them gym membership discounts, right? They would give them like 50 to 30 to 10% discounts, at least 10 at a local gym. And there's many gyms in the city. Or how about discounts toward cardio equipment? Like, like I should be able to buy a refurbished uh, treadmill online. And Uber like, provides drivers with refurbished treadmills for a huge discount. Right? There's that. Um, also, like, what about food discounts? Like, why isn't Uber making deals with uh, smoothie, health smoothie shops or salad shops or these like, healthy restaurant foods? <laughs> they're, they're not. All this stuff is designed to keep drivers on the road and uh, keep them driving, sitting down. And eventually, I feel, and this is only my opinion, but, you know... Uh, get having them be replaced. Uh, yeah, they they don't they don't want uh, to give us these discounts because I yeah like I said they just I feel like they want to uh, thin the herd and eventually replace us with robots. But that's I don't want to get off on that again. Um, it's just something to think about. Anyways, so the tip. The tip here, and this is important, stand up at least five to ten minutes every hour, okay? That's number one. Number two, eat right. Exercise and um, have sex as much as you can. That's the tip. <laughs> stand, but Make sure you're standing up, then eat right. Exercise and have sex. Uh, if you love life, and if you want to live, and we all want to live and fulfill our dreams, get up and walk every hour. 
Drink water, water only. Um, fuck the sugar drinks, the frappuccinos, and the lunch buffet at Whole Foods or any other fucking buffet that out there. If you're a driver, you got to get up, out, and active until you find a real job again. Uh, then you, whenever you find a real job, you can eat your, your fat face off um, because you're insured. Your office has an on-site gym, and there's a water cooler, all right? So, but until you get, get a, a quote-unquote real job, uh, man, please, just please take care of yourself and stand up. Don't be sitting down. I highly recommend not to sit down for long periods of time. Try to stand up at least once an hour, once every two hours. Walk around. Get that blood flowing to your legs, all right? Um... Our job is to to survive and tell our stories and see our loved ones. Anyways, that's that. Tip of the week. That concludes episode three. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for being a part of this podcast. And I will continue to try to bring you the most relevant and important information, news, and um, tips out there. That's all I can do is share and try to improve this community or do my part. Um, so with that, thanks again for listening and until next time, drive safe and take care of yourself.